Welcome to another episode of Potential Breakup. It is Monday, April 1st, and I wish this was an April Fool's prank, but it is not. It is my reality. So, um, Friday, a few days ago, is when T and I uh, decided, by decided I mean she needs and I respected that we no longer live in the same house and we figure out a few things try to do a little reboot um, and and kind of like see where things go from there and so Friday evening I packed a small bag and went and stayed at a hotel and then Saturday started figuring out (laughs) what's next Um, you know the kicker is, is I do own a home but it's rented out so it's a very unique feeling to be a homeless homeowner. Um, Saturday and Sunday night, I've stayed at my friend's house. They've been more than gracious, and they're going to let me stay as long as I need to. Um, I'm working on leasing a condo in downtown that a friend of mine has vacant right now, and I've got some quirky laws with the homeowners association that it's going to take two weeks to approve it. So it looks like I'm going to be displaced for a couple weeks. Um, you know, T made the comment that, you know, two weeks will fly right by. And I'm like, yeah, two weeks flies by for everybody when they have a home. Um, I don't think I said that to her, but that's exactly what I was feeling because the unsettling feeling of not going to a home every night and being a, even if I'm not a burden, I feel like I'm a burden on my friends, you know, I'm interrupting their normal routine and their normal life, and, you know, staying somewhere for a day or two is one thing, but, you know, asking them to stay there for two weeks, that's, that's a lot, and, um, so I don't know, it's, there's a lot going on. I have made it a point to work out every day so far, I mean, it's only been three days, but... I could have very easily just like fell into a couch or grabbed a bottle, but I mean, that's not going to serve me in the long run. It's not going to help me find my clarity, which I've done a lot of research on lately too. And, um, yeah, so, um, our normal routine for T and I is every Sunday afternoon, evening, we go to her parents' house, and her, usually her whole family, her brother and nephews and and the rest of the family, and sometimes her second brother, who lives a little bit farther away, will show up too, and we have family dinner. Um, if you don't have to travel for work or don't have something else that's overriding that, then, you know, it's almost like an expectation. I remember when we first started dating three years ago, I thought it was kind of weird that we we're going to have dinner every Sunday. I'm like, you know, Sunday was always like our fun day. We'd go boating and hang out and get dinner and actually drink too much, go to bed early and start Monday off with a bang. Um, so it was kind of strange to be like expected to go to dinner at 3.30 in the afternoon, 4 o'clock in the afternoon for a 5 o'clock dinner uh, at her family's house. Um, you know, and at first it was kind of like, okay, we'll do this. And then after very little time, it felt like home and it felt... 
felt great to uh, see them every week, you know. How many families go for weeks and months without really communicating or spending any time together? And here's this amazing family that does it every Sunday, and they were willing to let me be a part of it. It was pretty cool, and it did not take long for me to become one of the fam. Um, You know, her brother and I are actually really close, spend a fair amount of time together, and uh, her nephews will FaceTime me and just say, hey, what's up, and whatever. You know, I get hugs when they leave. So, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. So this Sunday was, you know, strange because I didn't know what to do. You know, and then T's like, well, I still want you to go to family dinner. And it just drove so many weird feelings inside of me when she said that. You know, part of it was like, good. And then part of it's like, so we're going to do everything the same except live together. And how does that serve our end goal of working as a unit in the future it's like hey we're not on the same page let's separate you go figure your shit out and then if you do we can be on the same page instead of let's get on the same page together and that's just the attitude I've had for this whole thing and I don't know maybe I'm so close to it I don't see the bigger picture but I also don't have a choice in it so I have to respect her decision and just trust this process and you know, as much as I don't like it, I just have to do it and trust it. So, um, started making a list yesterday of, you know, some things that I need to work on and prioritizing and what I need to do first. And, you know, first and foremost is, you know, she's right. I've got a lot of things going on and I'm scattered and I really don't have any focus in any one area. And so I'm going to like cut the noise out today. I'm going to get a hold of my business partners and uh, the other board of directors and some more not-for-profits. I'm just going to thin the herd, man. I'm just going to, you know, tell them I need a little break and that if somebody needs to pick up the slack for me, I mean, there's a few things that I've got some responsibilities that I just can't let go of, uh, like the big fundraiser for uh, the bicycle organization I'm a member of. Um, we do a big event every year. It's actually, I created the event four years ago. So I've still got to kind of wean through that one. But, I mean, everything else, like there's two other not-for-profit events that I've, you know, raised my hand, so I'd love to be a part of it. I just need to bow out. Um, you know, with my business partners, I just, get, I just need a reset. I just need them to carry the load for a little while. And whether the business pauses, I mean, it's a side gig for all of us. It's not like it's our primary income. Whether the, you know, whether the whole business just pauses for a little bit or they move forward, you know, and kind of carry the slack for me. I really don't care. I, I, I can't care right now. I just got to cut the noise out because all of the conversations I'm having with myself about T and I and the current situation and everything else is more noise than I need in addition to any work noise. Um, you know, I just need to have some time to work through this and go through the process. I mean, I feel like I'm actually going to do some research on uh, steps of grieving today because I just, there's, you know, the first day I just felt numb, like couldn't believe it happened, which I'm assuming is very similar to how someone feels the day after a loved one passes or is killed. And then the next two days, I've just kind of went, bounced back and forth like a roller coaster. I mean, like a teeter-totter, I guess would be a better description of you know, confusion and anger. Like, I just get confused and why we just can't, I don't know. 
the whole thing confuses me. It upsets me that we waited until the 11th hour to even notice it. I, I look back and see so many signs in myself and her that I just blatantly ignored, you know, and I'm pissed at myself. I'm I'm mad that we waited till it's got, got this far and, we, and it has to be such a severe action. And, you know, I just can't keep bouncing back and forth. And uh, I have found this little mantra that, uh, ironically, <laughs> excuse me, um, one of the guys I listened to on his podcast, and uh, I've read some of his work, he's got a student that carries the this mantra for himself, and he, you know, he kind of pre- preaches it to the other men out there, but uh, heavy is the head that wears the crown. And so when I'm really feeling either really down or starting to feel angry and, and just lost and unsure of the whole process, I just kind of start looking at myself internally going, hey man, heavy is the head that wears the crown because we don't have to understand why we're doing this. By we, I mean myself. We just have to do it because if the end goal is to save the relationship and be the partner she deserves, then I need to work through some issues and I have to trust that when we come out on the other side, she'll be there. And these are the steps that I have to take. And even though I don't want to take them alone, I mean, I, I need to take a lot of these steps, but I just don't want to, you know, I want to do it with her because I can't, that's not an option right now. So what are you going to do? Are you going to, you know, curl up and cry about it and, you know, and give up, which, hey, I get it if that's what you need to do for a day or two, but it's not the long-term solution. Um, or are you going to face it and work through it? And so when I really get lost, I just think to myself, hey, man, heavy is the head that wears the crown. So if you want to be the king of this of this kingdom, then you need to uh, get your stuff together and you know figure it out, make it work, and come back on the other side a different person, more focused and mission-planned and uh, more of a leader than you currently are. And, um, you know, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And it's just, that's what I have to work through. It's what I have to do. So I found that that little mantra does help me out as I'm going through all this. And, you know, I sat down yesterday at a little place and had some lunch and pulled the computer out to do some work and, um, put on some music and I'm a huge Chris Cornell fan and I can talk for an hour about Chris but that's not the point of what we're here for excuse me but uh so I just went into Amazon Prime Music and selected Chris Cornell and uh just shuffled songs and the first song that came on was uh him and Zach Brown and um I don't know the name of the song but the song literally starts with Chris Cornell going, heavy is the head that wears the crown. And it was just kind of like a moment. I almost laughed like, huh, what are the odds that I hit shuffle on a radio station and the first song has the mantra that I've been saying to myself the last two days on it. Um, yeah. So 
the other part of my list is, you know, clear out the noise and then, yes, I've been very unhappy with my professional situation. I'm not supported by the owners of the company. You know, it's a constant battle and struggle to stay afloat. Um, it's a toxic environment for me and I need to remove myself from it. So, you know, step two on the list or 1.A, however you want to look at it, because I think they're kind of intertwined is figure out another employment solution. And this is, this is where I'm struggling internally with myself being kind of an entrepreneur. So I own businesses for 10 years. I've always had a side hustle, even when I've had this career. Um, I have that mindset of if you're going to bust your ass, bust it for yourself, not somebody else. And so I'm kind of struggling right now to be like, you know, yeah, we need to make a change 100%. How do I swallow that I need to make a change and go work for somebody else because I'm not ready um, financially or structurally with the business to work for myself yet? I can you know, this, this is just one of those things that I'm running through my mind. And you know, the more I run through my mind, the more I just kind of go back to that whole waiting until you're ready to work for yourself and staying in the same environment has got us nowhere the last three years. So what makes you think this time it's going to be any different? So it's that whole saying, you know, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. It's definition of insanity. So I would be literally insane to think that I could cut out the noise at work, remove that stress of the daily juggle to grow my own business so I could leave and go work for myself. I haven't been able to do it yet in this situation. So, you know, odds are stacked highly against me. Maybe with everything going on, I don't have the focus at the moment to run my own business. Let's be honest, I'm pretty sidetracked. And there's a possibility I could be sidetracked like this for a while. Um, So yeah, yesterday I worked on my resume for a a position that's kind of a cool position. It would involve some travel, a lot of networking. Um, It would would allow me to use a lot of my skill sets that I think I'm really, really good at. And actually that other people think I'm good at too. So, um, some other business professionals in the circle that kind of are aware of that position that I've talked to that I know all kind of think that I'd be a fantastic fit for it. So, you know, so I started working on my resume. I pulled my old resume up and it's just that staunch white paper with all these lines of increased profits by 37%, cut this out, grew that. And I'm like, God, it's so boring, you know? And I'm like... I'm not going to put a boring product out as myself. I'm going to do it my way. And if they like it, great. And if they don't, then I'm not meant to work for them. So I just kind of found a a cool resume template. Put a picture of yourself up there. We got a header photo on it. Um, Real short, brief bullet points on, you know, what I'm currently doing in manufacturing and what I'm doing in marketing. Those two companies, that's it. For education, it's literally just the name of the university. Little comment about who you are. I mean, it's light and I like it. It's like, listen, it's a resume. It's to get me into a meeting. Um, I'm taking the approach of a, of a salesperson with this. So, you know, 
I'm not trying to sell myself on the resume. I'm trying to get the meeting. And so I think giving too much information is probably counterintuitive to what I'm trying to accomplish. So I dialed that out. I threw some bullet points. Probably got to tweak those just a little bit today. I bought this. Basically, it's a greeting card. that when It's plain. It's white envelope, outside, inside. When you open it up, it's got a four-inch LCD screen in it. And uh, I, you can pre-record a video. And when you open the card, the video automatically starts playing. So I'm going to record a message to the uh, CEO of the Greater Economic Development Council, which is where the position's at. I'm going to talk a little bit about myself and uh, maybe tweak just a little bit off of what I did on the resume. Tell him I'm looking forward to uh, meeting him in person and discussing the opportunity. And I'm going to throw that in an envelope with my resume so that way it's kind of uh, you know, lumpy. And then I thought I went one step farther and I was like, how can I ensure to really get his attention with this? You know, yeah, I can mail it and he's going to open it and say, oh, that's kind of neat. Um, so I, uh, I hired, a f- he's a friend, he's a member of uh, Bike Peoria that I'm in and I hired him and on Tuesday he's going to take that package with my resume and with that greeting card and he's going to deliver it Tuesday morning as if he was a bike courier and hand it, hopefully, to the CEO directly. I mean, the position is called Director of Business Attraction. So it's where you would travel around and try to intrigue other businesses to either grow or move and come to Central Illinois. And uh, I think part of that's going to be making a splash and connecting with people and kind of standing out from the crowd and doing things differently. So. A one-sheet resume with very little information, a video greeting card, and a bike courier. I, I don't know. I just can't see how he doesn't want to call and talk to me after that. Um, you know, and I'm investing in it too. So I mean, I've got. I'm going to pay the bike courier thirty or forty dollars. It was forty-five dollars for the greeting card to buy one of them, and uh, I'm okay with that. You know, seventy-five bucks, and I'm going to make a, a huge splash. Something that he's going to remember probably for. <laughs> A long time, even if, no matter what the outcome of the job is. Um, but hopefully it's good, you know. Hopefully the salary requirement, hopefully the salaries are able to, to sustain me. I'm not, I'm not keen on taking a big step backwards. I mean, I make, I make an awkward enough money. I make an awkward amount of money where most jobs are going to want to pay me a little bit less than what I'm making now. And with a couple cuts, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But at the same point, I don't want to take a step backwards. Like, I'm in my 40s. I'd rather go forward. So it, it really needs to be, you know, in line or more than what I'm making now, unfortunately. And if it is a step backwards, it has to be a small step with a big vision of where it can be in the near future with, you know, exceeding and meeting some expectations. Um, but I'm not worried about that. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So, you know, right now I'm going to focus on applying for that job hopefully getting out of my current situation sooner than later getting this damn condo leased which makes me nauseous to think because it means I'm not going to be home for a long time and just cutting back all the noise getting rid of all the noise of everything else and and focusing on me and what I need to do so those are the first three steps that I'm really going 
going to take, and we'll see how things lead from there, and hopefully it's enough that uh, I can start feeling like I'm on the right track and that everything's coming the right way, and and she sees a change in that as well. Um, you know, it's... it's when I say I miss home, I want to make sure that you understand that, you know, while T is very successful and has a very big, beautiful house, I could care less about the house. Home to me is where I lay my head every night. And if my head's laying next to hers, that's home. We could live in a 300 square foot studio apartment for all I care, but that would be home because that's where she's at and so hopefully this is short term and we can get back to home sooner than later but not going to dwell on that I just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other I need to figure out my process and my plan and you know I think working out in the morning is good for me just a way to kind of clear my head and move forward and then just a small not small but focus on just the primary things you need to get done right now. So I need to remove noise, work on getting out of my current employment situation, and uh, find a place to stay that I don't feel like an inconvenience or a burden. I doubt I am to my friends, but I I can't stay there for three months, nor do I want to. So that's the Monday, April 1st. This is not an April Fool's joke edition of Potential Breakup. Um... Sorry I missed yesterday. I just was in no no mindset to uh, record yesterday. So I chose to take the day off, which I'm sure is going to happen from time to time. But um, anyway, have a great day, everybody, and we will catch you on the other side.